is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talkin' Cowboys' final practice of the week before the Cowboys' third preseason game against the Houston Texans at AT&T Stadium on Saturday night. Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus right down yonder. Bill Jones might be joining us again today. He's got some TV duties uh, to attend to. Uh, Cowboys starting to trickle onto the practice field here for, like I said, it's the third open practice of the week and their last prep, if you want to call it prep, uh, for, for the preseason game against Houston. First, though, a somber feeling among the Cowboys organization, the Cowboys family this morning as uh, former Cowboys quarterback and, and current play-by-play man, Babe Loffenberg's son, Luke, uh, passed away after a courageous fight with cancer. Um, just, just awful news uh, that, that Babe announced today and that uh, you know, word has gotten through the Cowboys family. Just a, a tough moment right now. You know, guys, it's never easy even if you that was sort of the expected outcome unfortunately uh when uh, luke's cancer came back and and then when it happens it just it just hits you and it hit the head coach which in turn hit the rest of us i think when he talked for about i don't know what do you think two minutes uh trying to explain um what he thought of luke and just go to DallasCowboys.com. You'll be able to uh, listen to it. Um, and that's all he talked about uh, today. It was very brief. And uh, I don't think anybody would have even tried to ask a football question. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty sad to, to see Jason in that situation. He's out at practice right now, uh, standing on the 50-yard line. And I think practice probably going to – it might start a little late. I'm sure it took him a while to compose himself. He was very close uh, to Babe and to Luke, uh, Babe's family. And so this one, I think, uh, hit really hard. And if, if I noticed right, it looked like he and Daryl Johnston had an embrace there uh, just before uh, we came on the air. So, yeah, uh, tough day. And um, as Jason said, he was an amazing young man, how hard he yes. tried to fight to yes. defeat this. And he had some choices, and his uh, last choice was, I'll do everything I can to try to live. Uh, coaches do a great job of putting things in perspective. They understand, uh, they deal with a lot of emotions as they go along. It was very difficult to watch Jason Garrett uh, stand up there because he was clearly grieving. We've always seen him as be being a rock up there, if you want to say. I, You know, I... We've all had our differences. I mean, I've had differences, but you saw the human side of, of him today in this press conference. Uh, he obviously has lost a close friend. Uh, it means a lot to him. You know, he try, he'll try and celebrate uh, uh, Luke's life the best he can as, as a coach. He'll go out here, and as Jason Garrett say, he will have the best day he can have practicing, and that's all you can do. Uh, you celebrate the young man's life. You move on. 
Jason Garrett is doing his best right now to to be out there and and to coach his team. And, and, you know, he knows he has a job. But, again, you saw the human side of Jason Garrett today. Uh, it's a very difficult situation to deal with. But uh, coaches tend to have this mechanism in them. It's inbred that they're able to take things that happen to them, put them aside for a little bit, focus on their job, and then come back to them when need be. Here's a – go ahead, Mick. And I was going to say, if we can get a shot at the field, they normally get going, right? And he's called the team up and probably trying to explain to everybody uh, what went on, what's going on. Uh, Babe just tweeted it out at about 10.20 this morning. Uh, the press conference was supposed to start at 10.35, and it probably didn't start till 10.45 uh, or 50 uh, for that matter, and for good reason, uh, as Jason tried his best to compose himself. But Brian's right. Um, a lot of people don't see that side uh, of Jason all the time. We see it, uh, yeah, but do. other folks don't. Right. So um, he's not as automated as everybody thinks he is. And, again, he's very close to Babe and Babe's family. This is a partial quote from what Jason said this morning. Again, the only question that he took uh, in the press conference today. He said, uh, quote, Luke was an amazing young man. You guys have heard me talk about fight a lot. I don't know that I've ever seen a better example of that in my life. What he's gone through in the last couple years, the spirit that he had every day to battle through it, to always be thoughtful of the people in his life. So, again, a, a tragic, you know, situation, young man um, that really that really fought through something awful. Yeah, and, uh, well, that has you know affected so many people. Cancer is difficult to deal with. Well, any illness is difficult to deal with, but especially with kids especially you know to, and i'm talking know, and to then, two dads right here yeah and, and soon to be a dad down there at the end and and the the thing about it is you know you, you we go through this life and we you know we do the best we can and un, it's just unfortunate that sometimes there's there's illnesses and things that happen to us and you wonder why they happen to us but again you you, you find ways to to be stronger for it and to to live on and and babe laughlinberg again former you know, former professional player, former, you know, he understands that he, he's, his life has been a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, it's difficult. Yes, it's his son. But he will choose to find a way to live in a way to, to honor his son's life. You know, and that's what you got to do. Keep going forward. Honor the ones we lost. Move on. And because, you know, Luke would want him to do that. Luke would want Jason Garrett to go have a great practice today and have this Dallas Cowboys team be a team that uh, is uh, the best that they can be. Well said. Well said, both guys. Um, okay, practice getting set here to get going in momentarily. The team's out on the field. They're in, they're in shells today, looks like. Not a padded practice. So trying right. to kind of ease back a little bit with the game here in a couple days? Yeah. Well, it's a typical Friday practice is what's going on here for a Sunday game. So you just move up the schedule to Thursday. Uh, and he's got to do his best to get them off their feet a little bit. I'm sure it'll be a shorter practice. Uh, and then just get ready to play a game on Saturday, 6 o'clock, against the uh, Houston Texans. And I'm sure there'll be a few vets here. I can see Witten doesn't have a helmet on. Uh, so they'll get it. Some of these guys will get a, a day or uh, Tyron so. Tyron Smith as well. Man. Tyron Smith, yeah. you yeah. know, no helmet. Uh, Zach Martin obviously hasn't been practicing, and uh, I don't expect to see him until the first week of the uh, regular season. Uh, there's a couple other guys without helmets on. I think it's uh, 
Deku and Mike Jackson, I believe. Yeah, Mike Jackson's been one, and that's unfortunate for Mike Jackson because we've talked about this before. These cornerbacks, even the starting cornerbacks through with what we've seen with Donovan Alumba, have come out here and played. They, they, there's been there's going to be some difficult decisions about what they're going to do at this cornerback spot, and Mike Jackson is in that mode right now where not practicing, probably not going to be able to play at least this week. Uh, that 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 sets him back because these coaches now it's you know that we've had several weeks of practices, we've had a couple of games. It's now about trying to find these 53 players, and if you're we've said before, if you're not practicing you're not on the train. And if you're not on the train, you're not going to the next stop. You're stuck in where you're at. And so uh, I feel bad for a guy like Mike Jackson who, you know, had, had moments at training camp where he actually looked pretty good, and, and now he's going to be behind the eight ball a little bit trying to catch up. Yeah, I see uh, Dalton Schultz still no helmet. Um, I was looking for Blake Jarwin. I can't tell if he's getting back into practice because they were getting really low uh, on tight ends. And no Cody McElroy. Well, Cody McElroy, well. yeah, wearing a ball cap as yeah, well. Yeah, he is too. And if Witten's not practicing, they might have to go. Wow, yeah. No tight end offense. Well, it is know, a vet Marcus day for Lucas, Witten, huh? though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what they did yesterday that was kind of neat was they, they took uh, Jamez Olawale and put him as a tight end guy. So you might see more fullback today in the practice. You might even see more wide receiver. We need to figure out some of these wide receivers. You know, that, and that's good. And, and if if the game plan today, if the practice, if the attitude of the practice is, okay, we don't have this position group, well, let's lean on this position group today. And so keep an eye on fullbacks and keep an eye on wide receivers today having to make some plays. That's a good point because it gives you a little bit more of a, a broader evaluation of these guys. Absolutely. Because wide receiver, we've talked about it quite a bit. But we still don't know exactly how the bottom end of that receiver depth chart is going to shake out here after a couple more preseason games. You know, I think it was good listening to Sanjay Lal talk about it the other day. And he didn't – he made no bones about it. He, he was, you know, disappointed in his young receivers that he was very high on. Right. But as you can see, coaches, you know, they can't be biased. Now, he – before, you know, we were in OTAs and minicamp. Right. He was singing the praises of the speed of these young receivers, Reggie Davis, yeah, Brian John Bay Johnson, yeah. Jalen uh, Guyton, all yeah. of us were. And then their play kind of fell off once they got into the preseason games, once they got to the blue-white scrimmage. And he said, yeah, he goes, "If you know, they're going to need to pick it up. You know, that's not acceptable, dropping passes and missed assignments and bad alignments. And, and, and then suddenly, with all that happening, the guy that really nobody was talking about, Devin Smith, <laughs> all of a sudden he arose. And now, if, if you're Cedric looking Wilson at too. and Cedric Wilson, yeah. if you're looking at the two guys, if we're going to count Tavon Austin in the top four, uh, those are the two guys. If they go six, to me right now, uh, that's who would make this team. Yeah, Mickey, and, yeah. and so. Uh, it just goes to show you this whole thing's a long process, but you, you have to be very objective when you cut down your roster. You can't have pet cats and say, well, he did well before. He's just having a little dry spell. No, you can't have dry spells when you're an undrafted free agent. Yeah, no bad days. Right. You know, no bad days here. I, I think Mickey made a great point yesterday, and I was listening to our show. I always go back and listen to our shows out walking Good, because I don't remember what I said. Yeah, but she <laughs> made, made a really good point about the PUP situation with Noah Brown. Noah right. Brown, and if, yeah. it, And I don't think if there was a push, 
uh, that there would we would see we would, if there wasn't a push from these young kids. I don't think we would. I, would, I think we'd have to see Noah Brown start to practice. Mm. They have to get him ready. But the fact that you know they have some options there, absolutely, they can kind of take their time with Noah Brown, and they don't have to push him. I, I think that where what I really appreciate about what Sanjay Lyle said yesterday, and this goes back to the old personnel man guy. I mean, when I used to sit in those meetings with coaches, I always felt like the coaches, you know, they would they would like they would cheerlead for guys. And then, and then I was like, but this guy's not playing well. Why are we keeping this guy on the roster? So, but, but to me, Rob, excuse me, the evaluation, the biggest issue with teams in the National Football League is misevaluating their own team. Yeah. It sounds like to me these coaches aren't misevaluating their own team. Like Mickey said, Sanjay Lau said, hey, I was very high on two young kids. Want to see them go up, but they really haven't shown me that. So I've got to get these other guys ready. That's the sign of a staff that's not going to misevaluate their team. And I think you guys did a better job than I did in Oxnard evaluating or at least talk, you mentioned pet cats. Like John V. Johnson's talent level to me, I think he's got a lot of potential. And I kept saying that in Oxnard, and you guys kept pointing out to me, well, number 16 is playing better. Cedric Wilson has been more consistent. We've seen Devin Smith be more consistent. And that's, Brian, that's kind of the, the – a challenge for the staff for the scouts when you're cutting down this 53-man roster how much do you look at potential like this guy's not playing uh, well right yeah. now yeah versus maybe a guy and i'm not saying those guys have less potential right but they're playing better so how much i mean do you have to hedge your bets at some point and say well we're, we're hoping this guy eventually corrects things yeah well or is it too late because we just haven't seen it devin smith will remind everybody that one time he was a second round pick you know, John Bay Johnson and Guyton weren't drafted this in this draft. Good point. So all of a sudden now you you start to say, oh, I see what the Jets saw in Devin Smith. The the knee injuries was robbed him of any chance early in his career. Same ACL twice. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden now you're saying, ah, I get it. It's like he caught a break. Like the Jets. I, I go back, and, and Mickey covered this guy a long time, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith had so much talent here. And then Jimmy Smith got injured, got caught up in some things. Front office is saying, you know, up, Jimmy Smith went up being a wide receiver with the Jacksonville Jaguars and had a hell of a career with the Jaguars. But all of a sudden, it's like you had to, you had to deliver the baby, but you didn't get to see the baby grow up. Right. You know, that, that's right. the thing about it there. And, uh, you know, if that's – I'm sorry if it's a bad analogy, but that's really what it is. The Cowboys did the legwork on Jimmy Smith. The Jets did the legwork on Devin Smith. He just – he's just now well, healthy enough to where the Cowboys maybe could benefit it from was a It was a hell of a second-round pick by the Cowboys uh, out of Jackson State, right. by the way. Right, And he got here and he, and he broke his leg. Yeah. Uh, missed his rookie year. Appendicitis. And then the next year, near the end of training camp, yeah. He ended up with appendicitis. Right. They thought he had something else, and all of a sudden it wasn't just appendicitis, but his appendix ruptured. Right. Uh, and he was in the hospital for seven weeks trying to drain uh, the basically the, the infection out right, of him right. caused by the uh, appendix rupturing. And, and so he, he missed that season, as I remember. And then they tried to 
reduce his base salary. And this was at a point where Jerry wasn't making right. $5 billion right. franchise. And so from from uh, they were getting close to the start of the salary cap, and it was like, okay, we got to cut somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, we want, we're going to release you, but we're going to resign you. Well, old John Wooten, who was yeah. working for the Cowboys when they drafted Jimmy Smith, was in Philadelphia. Yep. And uh, he ended up in their pro personnel department, and he was like, you know, if nothing else, this guy can return kickoffs for right. us. And so Philadelphia signed him, and then they let him become a free agent, and that's when Jacksonville, Jacksonville grabbed yeah. him. And after that, you know, here it goes. So with career. Devin Smith, uh, you know, it was funny. When I talked to him yesterday, uh, I said, you sort of reminded everybody who you are and kind of got your hand up in the air. He goes, well, you know what? I had to do that because I haven't played in a while. And, I, you know, my job here was not only to play well, but to remind them of what the player I once was. And he said, I'm finally feeling I've got confidence in my body and in my legs to be able to go and back, go back out and play at that level. And I think one thing we've seen Will McClay do so well with this front office pro personnel is find guys that have had been high draft picks somewhere else and for whatever reason didn't work out. And then you bring them in and you see. And it's, and it's worked out uh, in camp for Devin Smith. We'll see if it continues. Let's take our first break. Uh, and we come back, we'll talk about today's practice. We'll recap some things um, we saw from yesterday's practice. And, and you know, once again, our deepest consult condolences uh, to Babe Loffenberg and his family. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to the Ford Center. Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys with another open training camp practice here at the Star. Things just getting going down here on the practice field. And I've got my buddies, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broadus here. Bill Jones might be joining us here in a little <laughs> bit. 
Uh, he's he's got some TV stuff to take care of. <laughs> there he is. Got a boy, Bill. Um, okay, Brian, you got a scout's eye coming up here shortly. It might yeah. be up already on DallasCowboys.com. Yeah. Yesterday, what what stood out to you from yesterday's practice? A lot of two minute work. Yeah. Uh, what did you like about that? Oh, what, what a didn't ni- like about what it. a nice drive to get the ball down there to the six yard line, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're going to try and fit it into Jason Witt. It was a good By play. Dak, yeah. yeah, Dak is going to try and fit it in there. Joe Thomas, yeah, we've seen Joe Thomas make plays. How about these linebackers, Mickey? These guys, it, it's interceptions. They get their hands on the ball. That's a that's a good sign for this linebacker group. But Dak Prescott once again kind of smartly moving the team down the field. All of a sudden he's going to try and fit it to Witten on that end cut there. And witness having to fight Joe Thomas, and I thought that was really cool in itself. Joe did a nice job, but man, he had he had Randall Cobb running underneath, and he just he let it fly. He made the decision to go to Witten before he saw Cobb on the break. You know, it's something when he looks back on the film. He's going to go, oh, man, I had a sure six right there. But I like what I like what I've seen with Dak Prescott moving this team, whether it's been drives to start these preseason games or what we saw in that two minute. Yeah, drill. And, and Mick, it was the situation was a minute two left. Offense down by three. Had a Start. field goal in pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. So my question <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it, Does Dak make that throw if in, a game? in a game yeah. situation? I, I, you would hope not because uh, <laughs> it's second and five. What did you tell him after practice? It was second and five at the seven. Yeah. And he had ten seconds. So one more play. One more play. And then you can kick the field goal right. and tie it because it, sh- it should be in your back pocket. Right. So we were chatting with him. He didn't do his interview, but he was chatting about a whole bunch of stuff at his locker with all of us. And uh, I don't know how it came up, but he said, yeah, I probably should have thrown that and hit the crossbar. Sure. And I looked at him. I said, no, you should have thrown it into the second row of seats. Yeah. And then I said, Ooh, I hope I know him well enough to joke. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Have you earned the right? Did I earn the right to joke right? with Dak Prescott? You've been on, you've, you've been around him enough to. Joke and I think joke. I got away with it because yeah. he smiled yeah. and he kind of nodded his head, yeah. and he knew. Uh, but you know, when you see it like that and you react, I, you and know, you said, "Okay, let me try and see yeah, if I can." Yeah, fit I mean, it in. why not? That's I, what this is. I, I all along, I'm like throwing the ball to Jason Witten in the red zone or for a first down on third to try and get a first down on third down. To me, is never a bad option. He's back is one game's doing that. Hey, let me tell you what these defensive guys. Have made there, there's times people are, well how's Dak looked oh well Dak's done this done that there's been times where Dak has looked bad not because of Dak Prescott because of how good the defense is playing I think that to me is what's encouraging Jason Garrett talked about that early in camp good days for offense good days for defense back and forth back and forth that's what you want you don't want one team just coldly just dominating one side of the ball dominating the other because you don't feel good about your team I think Joe Thomas has had a really really nice camp he was one of our top 15 guys when it was all said and done at the end of the day. Another guy who stood out on defense for me yesterday, and I wrote about him, was and Brian, you mentioned Donovan Alumba. Two pass breakups and one-on-one drills, and those, those are not easy, especially when it's down inside the 10-yard yeah, line. Right. One against Michael Gallup, and he ended practice in second-team work in that right. situational deal with a pass breakup on fourth down against Cooper Rush. Oh. He, he has been – he was all over the field. Did he get a penalty? Oh, no, he didn't get a you penalty. Flag, he got a right? penalty, but Mickey, Mickey from his press box seat would have challenged it. <laughs> Mickey would have said – if Mickey – it was one of those things where Mickey's team needed to complete the fourth down pass. Mickey would have challenged that. I thought it was a good – a lumba he did. He kind of – Jam with the right, but he grabbed. Donovan Lump has got these white gloves, and he's figured out that the, the offense is wearing white jerseys, so he's got these big white gloves that he wears, and he's able to kind of grab and pull and kind of go around guys, and that's what he did yesterday. Ah, but, but Donovan, veteran move. Oh, but see, Donovan Lumba is smart. Mickey talked about this. 
Donovan Alumba knows he's not fast. He knows he's deficient in a lot of areas. But what Donovan Alumba does is he puts himself in position to make plays. And if the officials are not going to throw flags on him, they got him the other day, but if they're not going to throw flags on him out here, on fourth down, why not? Grab, hold, pull, get around, play off handball. I would have uh, challenged several more calls in the game on Saturday, too, by the way. I was in the box, and I'm supposed to be the stat guy, right, and spotter, and I was going like this. I'm throwing my red flag, and they only threw it once. I would have thrown it about three times. Mickey, can I ask you a question about Periscope here? They want, fans want to know, and Rob, too, they want to know if the, if the, uh, the Jalen Smith signing will have any impact on the other ones maybe signing. I was going to throw that out to you guys oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, we just didn't get to it. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Could that spur on? Less pie? No. Dry, if, if guys try to get in the door sooner. If there's less pie, it's very, very less pie. Like, like the piece I would eat? Like, like the, piece like the you little eat? sliver like that the... Brian would take on his diet. Okay? Thank you, Mick. I just to have going a, very well, Just to have a taste. Thank you, you know? very much. Appreciate it. So, that. look, here, here's the effect on the cap this year. Uh, what they did with that entire contract is basically he's under contract for this year. Next year, he would have been under contract uh, as a, rest- a first-round tender as a restricted free agent. So they basically gave him what the projected amount of that for his base salary. So it's right around $5 million. His base salary for this year is lowered, but they put $5 million signing bonus into it, so he's going to make so over $6 million next year. Next year's when the big year. kicker hits. So right? the, the, it'll go up some next year, and then when the extension hit, that's when his base salary goes up. So essentially, to make this very simple for you guys, it, it comes down to a seven-year, $69 million contract. So if I divide seven into 69, I'm right at $10 million a year, just a little bit less. Uh, a very good club-friendly contract, but Jalen gets his money before he was going to have to get it. Yeah. So he's got $5 million in his pocket right now two years before they would have given it to him. The other thing is because of how they structured his first year, actually his cap value for this year only goes up $500,000. So that doesn't affect anything that they do with the other guys for th- for this year and really for next year too. Then it's the following year that the, the base salary goes up uh, probably doubles uh, and then it starts getting high. But then again, the cap should go up, right? right. Uh, it's never gone down. It's always gone up. Uh, so it really shouldn't affect it all that much. And I'm looking up Jalen's age right now. I think it's 20... He's 24 years old. I was going to say 24, yeah. So, you know, he signed, I think, through 2025. Yes. Is that correct? Right. So he'll still be a young guy. He'll be about 30 years old with an opportunity to cash in one more time in his career. So I'm sure that's a factor, too, you know. Uh, You you hit free agency a little earlier than you might have been if you'd waited it out So, and tried to bet on yourself for another year. And the other thing they did in the contract, they put a – uh, a couple years of guaranteed roster bonus in there, and then there's roster bonuses uh, over the next couple years. So actually, if they wanted to get out of the contract after three years, um, it would be a three-year, $35 million deal, and they would have $6.8 million, uh, in dead money. So the way they structured it, as Jerry was trying to point out through that whole deal, was this was very team-friendly. Team was the precedence. Yep. All right, let's 
Let's. That's Michael Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Cooper Rush throwing the ball really. And there's Devin Smith for you right there. And you know the oh, other guy that's out kid, there catching the passes Woo. is Taron Taron Christian too. Yeah. So they've had him lined up all over the place. Fullback, yeah. uh, little tight end. Yeah. You know what? I think this kid's going to make this team on the practice squad because not only can he play quarterback for you, he can also fill in at other positions. He's, he's a pretty he's, good ta- – he's, he's Jamel Shawless, yeah, right? Yeah, get, get ready during camp. He's going to learn how to play safety, too, for practice squad yeah. stuff. He's going he's gonna to do everything that Showers did, who ran out of practice squad eligibility. Jamil has done Hell that of a run for, for that kid. You he's know? done that for yeah. three, four years yeah. where just whatever you need to right. give the team a look during right. the week. Right, um, He got – Christian got some quarterback reps yesterday, but it was or two days ago. It's the first time it's been in a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yesterday it was kind of back to Jack, Jack of all trades. Because before he was getting like one snap and and that was it. Right. But they like him. They like him as an athlete. Yep, they sure do. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, more questions from you guys on Periscope. Hit us up and uh, continue to look at what's going on here at practice. The final practice of the week before preseason game number three on Saturday night. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back inside Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys just getting warmed up here at practice today. A lighter practice. They're in shells, no pads. And, Brian, it looks like they're doing some minimal prep 
as they always do for these preseason games. Yeah, they are, Rob. They're down in the red zone area, as we can see. Camera angle down there with them. And as you can see, you had the coach holding the cards. That's a actual defensive front or the second. It's a seven on seven. So they're showing the Texans secondary and how they would play down here. So the twos are getting a little look about that and uh, kind of going through their paces, uh, getting us some give them some look. Uh, just Jason Garrett always talks about this. Give these kids a chance to go play, but try and equip them with a little knowledge along the way. And then they're also keeping the big guys off their feet. They're yeah. the defensive linemen yeah. are over to our right, the offensive linemen to our left across the field, uh, doing just little individual drills, but. Uh, he's probably trying to keep those guys off their feet as long as he can. Got a Twitter question from Jake. Couple questions. Number one, who do you all believe has the edge currently on the defensive end depth chart between Joe Jackson and Jalen Jelks? Also, mm. Connor McGovern finally got into pads this week. Is that correct or no? Well, he got into pads. He's always worn pads. Right. He just doesn't get to play in the pads. He goes out on the 100-degree field and runs and sweats and does all that. He's got to get stronger. But, no, he did, he wears pads. He just doesn't get He's to play. He's not ready to practice. He's not ready to practice yet. So yeah. I'll take care of that. I, I think that if they had to pick one, I think they would take Jackson over Jelks. I, I just feel like that, that Jelks, to me, Kerry Hyder's the one that's put himself into this mix. Right, yes. You know, so if it's, if it's Jelks or Hyder, to me, they would take Hyder. You know, I feel like that they, with the, some of the things that they've had happen at defensive end, they, they have to protect themselves. Hyder's a veteran guy. He knows how to play. He knows how to get to the quarterback. He can also play as the under tackle if you need him in some stuff. And they're starting to do that, too, with a little with Joe Jackson. I don't think you could do that with Jelks. I think they're going to try and get Jelks to the practice squad myself. And they've kind of flipped it now. They're running cards right. on go. offense there to give the defense yeah, some Kyle Valero, the coach. Texans looks. There you go. Yeah, you're going to see this is what the Texans going to do. Texans play with multiple tight ends. I watched them a little bit uh, last week. They play with multiple tight ends, but they've got these really, they've got some good receivers. Uh, nice. They run through a lot of backs, too, is another thing that they like to do. So, and, uh, by the way, uh, Jeff Heath back out on the field. Yeah. He had had a stinger. uh Worked minimally yesterday, second team. He's back out there with the first team defense. You got a little more clarity. Speaking of injuries, on Amari Cooper's yes, injury, I've got a I've got a name for what he's suffering in that. What did they call it initially? The heel irritation or yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah. Uh, did you have to hyphenate it? It's called an intrinsic muscle strain. There you go. And what the muscle is? It's a muscle on the outside of your foot. Very small, thin muscle and it controls the inflection of your little toe. Wow. Who so would, Who would think that the season is hanging on a little on toe? On a little toe. <laughs> yeah, and what do you you don't need to inflex it or whatever the uh, term Oh, would yeah, be. you do. When you yeah, cut, you, I know. If you, you, ever, tried, that, yeah, if you ever tried not using the outside of your foot to do anything, it's, it's pretty difficult. Uh, so th they're pretty confident, he's pretty confident that – uh, he will be ready to go for the season opener. Speaking of ready to go, I'm, I noticed that Chris Covington is back out there too, working with Good eye. Uh, March, uh, Justin March. Sean Lee. Yeah, and Sean Lee out there. Yeah, so it's good to see Sean Lee so out there. So they gave Jalen Smith a day? They gave, it looks like they gave the, the, man, the, the money man a, the, the, a day off here. Maybe he was he, out there earlier, though. Yeah. He's, out, he he's just, out there at the 30-yard line. He just taking him out of uh, team stuff. Yeah. 
give him an easy day. Sean, well, Sean Lee, by the way, has jumped right back in. I think we mentioned that yesterday. Had yeah. a would-be sack yeah. on Dak yesterday. And I think that was during blitz period. Um, he looks good. No, no issues. I tell you, this physically. linebacker crew is a good-looking crew. When you stand there next to him like at practice when we were in Oxnard, I'm going, my gosh, you know, Vander Esch, Smith, Thomas, Covington, you know, those guys, they all look like they got off the bus together. You know, I mean, it is a good-looking group physically uh, at, at, at that position. You know, you, you forget how big Vander Esch is until, oh my God, you, until stand you go next down to next yeah, to him. Yeah. That's a big man. Yeah, it's a really big, big man, man playing linebacker. Well, it, remember how physical Sean Lee looked? used to look at it? Like, oh, Sean Lee's bulked yeah. up. He's small compared to those other two linebackers he plays next to. He oh, really yeah. is, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm supposed to visit with uh, Justin Phillips. Yeah, it's late, man. Look at Leighton Vanderish right there. My gosh. That, Sean Lee getting a good – man, you're, you're like a safety. You're seeing what Kayvon Frazier's looking at right now. Oh, there we go. There's, there's a Lumba again, number 32. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to visit with Justin Phillips after practice. I want to ask him what it's like being in that room because yeah. it's got to be maybe a little intimidating given the, the amount of talent experience a kid make he makes no, plays no, I, I, he's not intimidated no no, no, though, no because I, he no, stepped right in and no, really no. played well they have to appreciate how well he's come out here and played you know you see you know it was 90 something degrees on that field in hawaii the other day and he's running around like it's you know week 13 in the national football league i mean he's running around making plays that's the bottom line i mean that's you know we it's funny see mike white he held the ball and again it, and, and it's scout team there's phillips number yeah, 44 yeah, right there yeah. it's scout team you can't come on mike throw the ball just move the ball on and i don't know that jalen guyton needs to be celebrating no that's the scout team a little hopscotch mode today yeah, we are hopscotching it coach we're sorry about that but we're going what's on the video, yeah. Coach. Yeah, exactly. We're paying attention. Paying attention to the videos. Uh, one more question. Stan checks in on Twitter asking about Donovan Wilson. Yeah. What you've seen from him the last week or so maybe at safety. You got anything on that, Rube? Uh You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously he stepped up. You saw him with the interception in the one preseason game and uh, suffered a little hand bruise uh, yesterday. I think it was his thumb. Yeah. Uh, but uh, trainer said okay, right? Right. Like that. Yeah, you so, got that report. So okay. So he's uh, he's back out here today. He's got a little black glove on. But you're watching Crawford uh, and Lawrence that, that's do some tools. drills. That's tools right there. Which we can we go back to that? I don't know if we could produce on the fly here. I guess we're going to get some inside action here, more from Mike White and them throwing the football. But if you saw what he was doing right there, that's what every young player needs to watch. That's what. That's what Tristan Hill, nice job right there by Cedric, Cedric Wilson. Wilson again. Cedric Wilson. Oh, it's like he's a good-looking kid, too. All right, Look we're at finally going to get a little team action. Look here. at that, man. Yeah, even, even Jalen Smith went over and said, hey, nice job there, man. And that kid, he's, he, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. That's what you got to have. He's playing with a lot of confidence right now. That kid made a lot of plays think, at Boise. You think it helped him to just be around the team last year, even though he was hurt? I mean, just to kind of be around the system a little bit. Yeah, but he didn't um, show up until like the like the second week of practice, or the you know, I mean, maybe it yeah. took him. Mickey always likes to say, "Hey, these guys haven't played in a while. Maybe it takes him time to get going." I, I need to buy into that theory a little bit. I mean, bit I more. think that's what happened with Devin Smith. Yeah, you know, he hadn't played in over a year and a half. Yeah, and and. You know, he gets out here, and it's like, okay, and then all of a sudden he's feeling it, but we're still on card practices, so the, yeah. the uh, scout team defense is out there against the first-team offense. There we go. So, again, it's one of the, you don't read too much into that when they're running cards and, hey, and prepping can for I ask game. a question? All along I've kind of thought if they had to play the Giants tomorrow that Alfred Morris would be the, would be the starter. Should I go away from that right well, now? That is was it, a mailbag question, like what – 
what does Zeke – how does Zeke impact that if, depth it, I'm sorry, yeah. If, if Zeke's not playing, I'm sorry about if, that. It, well, if he's not playing, is he, that's your question? Is, is No, no, if he's not playing – no, I'm saying – Well, he is, doesn't count against the 53. No, no, but is Pollard going to be the starter against the Giants? I thought it was going to be Alfred Morris. Am I wrong about I that? We haven't seen any side of that, have yeah, we? Yeah, that's not what only, I'm saying. I kind of feel like I'm being wrong. Not only do I think it's Pollard because he started the first two preseason games, if Zeke's not he there – He only played nine the first nine they've, snap. Yeah. They've taken him out yeah. just like – they have Dak Prescott right. and, and the guys that That's you fair. know are going to be a big part of this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I would think so, too. Um, of course, we don't I mean, you know, you're hoping Zeke can get done before. Uh, I think Morris. Or, or he just shows up without a new deal. Whatever Mor- Morris be. gets a series here, a series there, uh, as long as Pollard uh, is sharp on picking up his blitz pickups. There you go. You think Morris is the third running back on this team with Zeke? Nikki said all along, Chun. I think Mickey's on to something. That was there. another mailback question. Today. I yeah. think man, I, said, I said, I said, you know, I, I, I think a better Rod Smith. He plays well on special teams. He's a physical guy. He could catch. He's got toughness to him. I, Mickey said it all along. He said, hey, Well, that was before Chun. Morris got here. Yeah, but, but, but there's I. There's no, basically, they only gave uh, Morris a $90,000 hey, signing if, bonus. If it's, if it's Elliott, I, I would feel good about this. Elliott, Pollard, Chun. I wouldn't feel poorly about that group because we saw yesterday, and you check out Scout's Eye, I wrote about uh, Olawale catching the ball down the sidelines. I mean, that's something he can do. If they have to play with a single back, Olawale might well, fit into that role. Does it have to be special teams, too, as a factor? With, I mean, cause with Alfred, backs it is because you've got, you got two linebackers that don't play special teams. I mean, does Slate Vanderish really play special teams? Actually, three. Yeah, Sean Lee didn't play special teams, even though he's a starter. You don't want to send Jalen Smith out. Jalen Smith, no. yeah. I mean, you. When That's you, a good point. Yeah, yeah. And and in the game against the Rams, Chun had two special teams tackles, yeah. and he had another play, and I don't remember which one it was. He went down there and he blew something up. He yeah. he, he caused another guy to make a tackle. So he he, he was active in coverage on special teams, and if you're going to have three running backs uh, active. At least one of them has to play special teams. And actually, you would have two uh, because Pollard can return kicks for you if you want. Number 80, Marcus Lucas running with the ones today. He's but the only tight end out the there. He's the only tight end. What have you guys seen from him? That was another question on Twitter. Opportunities. I talked to him yesterday. I said, you weren't out yet? He goes, oh, man, this is great. And I said, well, you can only ask for opportunities. He goes, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And he was a happy camper even if – they looked at him as maybe the fifth tight end out there. Uh, he just feels like he's getting an opportunity to show people not only here but maybe somewhere else yeah, if Mickey, somebody needs to pick a tight end up. You're absolutely right. The kid has been in a lot of places. You know, he's just trying to find a home right now. And, you know, we, we, we all believe that the tight end injury situation will take care of itself. Yeah, I don't think any of these injuries are considered serious. I don't think the kid has is, is, is done bad for himself. There's a lot of times you're very apprehensive about bringing somebody in off the street. I remember George Selby coming here, you know, off the street basically on a, on a July 30th practice and all of a sudden showing up and playing, having a nice career for the Cowboys. And but, now he's still here yeah, as, but as a volunteer coach or uh, whatever yeah, they call him. As a personnel guy you'd never want to bring a player that doesn't show well in camp you, well, you just, don't you don't just want remember to, he's done well marcus lucas was university of missouri's second leading receiver on the team that went to the sec championship in in, in atlanta and lost to auburn brad champ uh, talked about that on the radio with a tight 
with a tight game into the fourth quarter uh, before they didn't score enough points because I think the, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget Auburn's running back. Uh, I, I, I think he's still running for yards, as Carry a matter of fact. Carry on Johnson no, in Detroit? No, no. It was, uh, it was before that. It was a 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. The guy's How still gaining yards. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mick. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I brought it up to him, and he goes, yeah. He goes, for some reason, we changed our defensive formation. And I go, I know. I was yelling from the stands that that's not the formation to be oh, in. Oh, Mickey <laughs> on a game day. <laughs> on an airplane, wherever we are traveling, we get. And I was almost. Time. What's up? I Ryan? was almost close enough. Well, to if we're out of time, I'll, I'll catch no, up. You, go well, I was going to ask uh, any thought about just carrying five wide receivers. I, I said that the other day. It's a possibility. I said yeah. that the other day. Maybe you're going to have to go long at one of these other positions. That you know, if you don't feel great about the sixth wide receiver here, why not go long at another position? Like to, to your point, if Noah Brown starts the season on pup, yeah. I don't know if that necessarily means you got to keep. Six? Two other receivers yeah. in addition, if you you know if Tate you have said fourth. that you're right. I'm sorry. I was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, you could go. Defensive line is changed a lot in terms of depth from those George Selvey days. I mean, right. You might want to keep an extra defensive lineman. We'll see what happens there. Practice is continuing on. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks to Mickey, Brian, Caden, Alex for producing. The break is next here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!